Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with Robert Lewis of Inc. Realty, Philip talks about steps in selling a home, create goals, create a plan based on your goals, the plan that determines which offers to take, list home, contract negotiation process, and the close. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, back with another Ask Philip podcast with Rob, the realtor. What up, Rob? What's going on, sir? Nothing much, man. So we last week we talked about the steps in buying a home. Now we're going to talk about the steps in selling a home. So I'm just going to let you pick it up from here, man. You take it. I ain't got to say much on this one. <laughs> All right, so so here we go. When you're thinking about selling a home, ideally, most people are looking for money. They want to cash in on whatever equity they have. Uh, But ideally, my first question is, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do with that equity? So are you looking to put that equity, excuse me, into another home? Are you looking to pay off debt? Are you looking to... Um, send a kid to college? Are you looking to do a hybrid of all of those things? It's like, what are you looking to do? Because sometimes it doesn't make sense to sell a property. I know coming from a real estate agent, I'm telling you not to sell a house, but depending on what your goals are, it might not be a good move. Um, If you have a ton of debt and your equity position is not that great, and by that, I mean, you don't have as much equity as you think you have, or you don't have enough equity to meet whatever goal you have in place, you you might want to stay there and say, you know, maybe a year from now, my equity position equals my goals. And then that'll be a better time to sell. Now, granted, as we know, the market fluctuates. Um, you know, there, there's people who are buying their houses and selling within the same year and, and walking away with pretty big checks. So each house is different. Every situation is different. And, and I tell people that all the time. So let's say and let, let's just take a goal. Philip, g- give me a goal. What, what is a goal that someone would have? Because we're going to look at this like a real life situation. So right, what is say, a goal? Give me a goal. So let's say my wife says, hey, I want to finally buy the house that we're going to like. She says spend the rest of our life in, you know, once the, once the kids leave. So we're, we're, we're going to, you know, sell to the, you know, sell to buy the next home that we're going to uh, um, live in for the rest of our life. Right. So you got the, you know, you, you got the start of home, you got the home you raise the kids in, then you got the quote unquote, rest of your life home. And, and okay. I say quote unquote, because you understand what I mean by that. It's, actually, right. it's, right. never, it's not the rest of the life. It's just whatever for the next right. 10 years. <laughs> Until a better plan comes. <laughs> <laughs> Until I see something I like on HGTV. <laughs> okay. So, so you are looking to sell a home 
to buy another home and you are looking to place for the sake of this example, all of your equity from your current home and use it as a down payment or moving equity position into your new home. Correct. So, <clears throat> let's say the home you have now worth $300,000. Let's say you owe, for the sake of easy math, let's say 150,000. Say you had a 50% equity position in your home. So you owe 150 and we're not gonna talk about commissions and fees and all of that stuff. We're just doing easy math today. So easy math, 150 is what you have in equity. And, and you are going to look and turn around to buy a $500,000 home. You're gonna move your equity, 150, over to that $500,000 home, which means you're gonna have a loan roughly at about 350,000. So depending on when you bought that first home, your payment would be similar to what you're used to, depending on when you bought it and what your interest rates are. Um, I'm going to take the position that your interest rate is probably a little bit higher uh, because interest rates are historically low now. They're starting to come up a little bit, but again, conversation for another day. So let's say payment's gonna be roughly about the same. People are usually ecstatic about that. Yay, oh my God, bigger, better house. And I have roughly about the same payment or it goes up a couple hundred bucks. They're ecstatic. Okay, so now let's talk about the sale. Um, do you have a transition place? And by I mean, and what I mean by a transition place is that once your house sells, is there a in-between spot that you can rest your head, you and your family, while you look for or wait for the closing of your new home? If you do, great. Awesome. Let's proceed. And generally speaking, we can max out on that equity position. Uh, if you do not and you need to transition immediately, then that plan looks a little different because at that point, you're not necessarily looking for max dollars. You're looking for the best situation. So at that point, you're looking for a buyer that is flexible that will allow you either a lease back or an extended close so that you would have an opportunity to either find a pre-existing home that fits the bill, or if you're looking to do new construction, which a lot of people are doing right now, that will meet that new construction timeline. Uh, and I know we talked about this in a different episode, but uh, new construction inventory is very low. So it is very hard to find an inventory home with new construction. When I say inventory or spec home, I mean a house that the builder designed themselves and they built it with the intention of selling it as a finished product. Most builders do not have a lot of inventory or spec homes. Most homes are being built by the plans of the buyer. So they get to go to the design center. They need to pick, they get to pick out their colors and style and cabinets and countertops and flooring and all that fun stuff um, throughout the building process. That's about, depending on the builder, anywhere from six to 12 months out. 
So at that point, we're planning on, hey, if the build process is going to take six months, we're going to look at listing your house probably around that four month timeline, as long as the build job looks like it is going to stay on schedule. A lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but in the market now, a lot of build jobs are being pushed back due to labor shortages, which, you know, that's all over the news now. Um, Materials not being available, things like that. We have to evaluate the process of the build to make sure that you know, it's going to be on time for what they estimated your close date to be. Uh, and then it's just a matter of when once we get that uh, two month time frame, we have to price it aggressively. So as long as the market stays the way it is, if you price it, uh, price it aggressively and what I mean, aggressively uh, means at or maybe slightly below market value, because at that point, you're going to get more buyers to look at your house. So here's here's a here's a trick or, or, or tip of the trade. If you price your house below market value, more people are going to look at it because it's more appealing. Now, a smart agent on the other side will say, hey, this house is priced below market. We're going to have to pay more than what it's listed at. That is what a smart agent would do. Um, so on the flip side. If you price your house less aggressively and you price it over the market, less people will look at it because there are other houses that will probably be priced less that look or are very similar to your house. So an example, if you price your house at 300,000 or let's say you price your house at 325,000 when it's actually when the market value, which when you look at comparables and other houses of similar size, shape and condition, they're selling at 300,000, that's market value. If you price it at 325, then there are gonna be other houses that look very similar to yours, priced at 300, 310, 295. Most buyers will look at those houses and say, why? Would I go and look at that $325,000 house when I can get something similar at $300,000, $310,000, So at that point, the marketability of your house decreases. So back on schedule, your house market value $300,000, I'm going to say we're going to list at $300,000, maybe $295,000 and have the market drive the price up. And then you would probably, at least in today's market, end up with, let's say, 305, 310. Uh, depending on the marketability of your house, it can go up even more than that. Uh, but, but that is the strategy that I would use on that. And again, trick of the trade. Um, yeah, and then at that point, it's just a matter of planning. So uh, finding the right willing and able buyer that's able to purchase the house and that's willing to allow you a lease back or to extend the close so that you can comfortably move from your current home and into your new home uh, seamlessly. So 
uh, in a nutshell, that's it. What, what my goal is, is to make your goal happen, whatever that goal is. So uh, in, in that case scenario where you're looking to transfer equity uh, from one house to another, um, it, it, it can be a little taxing, but it's all about the strategy. Uh, if you have the right strategy in place, we can make it happen. And, and, and so, uh, and so the last step is once you get the offer you want, then you go close, which is the last step in the, in the buying process too, right? Right, right. You know, uh, of course, depending on whatever type of financing the buyer has, uh, you'll, you'll have inspections, you'll have an inspection period that you have to go through. Uh, you'll have to get an appraisal, they'll, they'll get an appraisal on the property. Um, you know, there may be other small things, negotiation of repairs, uh, there may need to be a survey if there's no survey. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of small uh, nuances that happen. I say small, but they're pretty big. But uh, again, that could be a whole episode in itself, taking you through each step of the actual contractual process. Uh, sounds, and like really, sounds, like, sounds like we got next week episode. Lined up <laughs> hey, hey, we can do that. We can do that. The, the contractual process of, of the home buying process or the contractual steps of the home buying process. There you, I, have, there you go. Like we, we here, we, we're here to teach folks step by step, help them, help them build wealth for the future, man. Well, hey, I, I definitely appreciate you walking folks through this because, again, you know, don't want to take for granted that people people know this. People understand this, you know, even even, you know, we bought a few homes and. And I forget the process. So, uh, you know, appreciate it. Let everybody know where they can reach if they have any more questions or, or, or thoughts or um, they want to buy or sell a home. Well, the best way to reach me is my cell phone. It is 317-372-3022. Uh, either call or text. You can email me at rob at inkrealtygroup.com. Ink is with a K. And social media across the board at Rob L. The Realtor. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, Until next week, enjoy your week. Hey, make it a great one. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.